Yes. Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late to transportation. Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Hi, I'm Jelly D, the intern here at Employee of the Month, and Katie, who is on the show today? Well, I'm actually excited to tell you, since you weren't at the live taping, and I bet a lot of the podcast listening audience was not as well, um, we have a former CIA agent on this show. I'm totally serious. And his official title for a while was Senior Policy Advisor on Counterterrorism and Intelligence to the Chairman of the House Committee on Homeland Security. I know. Who knew that they were intelligent? Yeah. No, that's that's a long, long title. Yeah. uh, you got to accumulate those one per decade, probably. You also, if you have intelligence in your title, it means that you're intelligent. He is also a managing partner now of Enright Group. But I was so excited to have a CIA agent on the show. And I realized the best way to crack a CIA agent is get them on a live talk show in a liberal theater in New York. Joshua Katz was phenomenal, but I did think it was genuinely brave of him to come on the show. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but you'll see what I mean when you find out from our interview. Somebody's watching me <laughs> And I got no privacy Whoa, how did they know that was my song? <laughs> they know, they know everything, no They've been um, watching me They've been watching you <laughs> I love the uh, long titles in the government too I like senior attendant to the deputy undersecretaries and, you know, and then they'll have like large brackets like a.n.u.s and it's Which just, means like, just go get the this. coffee Yes Yes. But you, it's all, everything sounds very serious. O- official, very, very serious, very official, right? Yeah. But it, those titles are really just made to make us feel good. Yeah. The longer, the more <laughs> letters you have on your business card, the yeah. more important you are. Add a couple of seniors in there, senior, senior, yeah. vice, senior vice the senior, president. The, yeah, the senior advisor to the senior vice president. Yeah. It works yeah, like it works. that. When you were young, uh, did you think you were signing up for a credit card, or did you know you were getting uh, involved in the army? Oh. You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I think my, my parents who are here, I think they're trying to figure that out as well. Uh, no, I, I um, absolutely knew I was enlisting in the army well before 9-11, when it wasn't the normal thing for a Jewish boy from you know, upstate New York to go and, and do, especially yeah. after graduating from uh, college. So it was... Uh, what, what propelled you to? Gosh, it was not the drunken night at the fraternity. Okay. It, was, it was not as much as my parents probably want to blame it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really a desire to, first of all, serve, because I, I believe that we live in the greatest nation in the world. It's but I believe we believe I believe we live in an incredible country and have unbelievable freedom. Signing up for the army like never pops into my head. Why not? I mean as a service to the army that never pops into my head. <laughs> True. So I, I didn't just enlist though. I mean I, I signed up wanting to be an army ranger and 
all the videos you've ever seen are not true. It's a lot harder uh, and a lot messier. Uh, but the explosions are a lot bigger. Uh, and the guns are really, really cool. Um, it, it was absolutely uh, to push myself to find out where Josh, where my limits were. Um, what about like running a marathon or going to Tibet? You know, I, I did that. Okay. Not Tibet, Tibet, but <laughs> the marathon. Yeah. But it was um, really it was the wanting to put myself in a position where I was either going to succeed or I was going to fail and I was going to fail miserably. I think it takes uh, more cojones um, to do something like that now because it's so against the norm, meaning in previous generations it was very common. For me to go to college is not a big deal because my parents went to college, but for you to go off and decide to join the army is a very unique thing to do, it seems like, from your milieu. <laughs> yeah, it was... Is that accurate? I'm just it, guessing. No, no, very, very accurate. I mean, my mom's dad served in World War II, um, and... He didn't talk about it much, uh, really never talked about it, uh, which I think is a problem right now with a lot of our veterans is that they don't, uh, as much as we do talk about the ongoing conflicts and our, our soldiers being overseas, um, we don't really talk about what it's like to have served uh, in combat. We don't talk, I think more importantly, we don't talk about what it's like to reintegrate because there is a huge reintegration. Yes, of PTSD, uh, you know, and dealing with PTSD and all of these things that... Or, or just the experiences, right? Because the experiences yes, are see. not typical American experiences, so to speak. They're, they're, um, we're, we're putting our men and women in positions to do things uh, to defend us, but things that we're not taught. I mean, you, you, you learn to do them, and, and sometimes you do them out of necessity, but they're very, um, they're, they're not things that we do normally. No, no, I'm, I'm, I got that, that, that point, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it is important to have outlets, and I feel so sad that there are, are so few, and that people don't really talk about the cost of violence and, and what it can do to people. Um, having gone through the army, however, you then were like, you know, I just saw that this was gonna be tougher than I thought, so let me now sign up for the CIA. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we've all seen the movies, right? And um, really for me, it was a desire to do really outlandish things to really aggravate my mom. But why um, not do theater? Because <laughs> I can't act. I'm horrible, no. And I think that being a CIA officer makes you an actor because you're on the, the stage. We tend to be very, very introverted. We're not, this is, this is my first time ever doing anything like this. Yes. Um, I'm, gr I'm grateful you came out to, to do it and to be, to be candid about it. Um, you never said anything about being candid, <laughs> but... Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I will kill you if you <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I've used that. It works, especially sitting across from a, a, a drug dealer. He's that that look is very, very intimidating. It's like the the blue steel from Zoolander. 
So, so wait, tell me a little bit about the application process. Because when I went on the CAIA's website, it said it didn't matter really where you went to school as long as you had a 3.0, and then it was okay if you had unsavory backgrounds. I wanted to show you this, this thing where it said, there are no restriction on CAIA's recruitment of criminals or other unsavory characters. Ah, uh, yes. So that doesn't mean you and I. That means the foreigners that we pay to uh, provide us intelligence. So recruitment in the CIA means very, very, it's, it's not your typical, uh, that is not your typical HR thing. Recruitment there uh, means me um, asking somebody to betray their organization or their country to provide the United States government with their deepest, darkest secrets. And when you're paying someone off, how do you know that they're going to give you the information you want versus um, them saying what they think you want? Mm. It's a long process. Um, that's why intelligence is really, it's not something you turn on and turn off. It's not. Um, there's a joke in there, but... Um, you don't need to, you don't need to it, joke it, around, it, I'm being it, serious. It, it, it's, a, it's a long process where we look to ensure, using various methods, to ensure that the person that we're talking with is providing us not only accurate information, um, but that they are not talking about our relationship to other people, right? Uh, that they are keeping um, it and, and the nature of our relationship secret. What were some of the secret experiences you had that, while you were there? <laughs> Here's a picture of you there. Ah, uh, yes. Look at that. I mean, that's, that's it. You look like the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. I do. It's a good Halloween costume. He's an costume. Impressive, impressive young man. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a really challenging job, I think, as a... We, we don't often talk about what human intelligence is, um, and it's the ability to interact with somebody else, right? It's the, and I think on the CIA's website, they talk about that human intelligence is really the last resort because it's so incredibly dangerous. Because it's not only da dangerous for, for me, but it's dangerous for the person that I'm talking to. Um, yeah. But I think more importantly, it's dangerous for my kids. I, I have children. Um, my children have been at dinners with terrorists. Uh, they have been, they didn't know it, but uh, maybe eventually they, it'll be an interesting story to tell them. Um, now is a good time. <laughs> now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it, it, the, the part of the human interaction. I mean, I feel like all the therapy I went through I didn't need. I didn't realize how bad it could be. Wait, it could be really bad. So wait, what was, you took your kids out for dinner with terrorists? No, 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 I had them McDonald's come over to the house. Maybe? Oh, wow. You know, it's... Wow. Yeah. Why not? That sounds odd, right? And it is. It's absolutely odd. But the, what we do in these sacrifices, I think more importantly, like, I know what I signed up to do, right? I knew what I signed up okay. for at, the, at CIA. My kids didn't. And so things like... Um, I, I think probably everybody knows about the uh, OPM hack that no. happened. No, the uh, <laughs> the U.S. government and the the sort of the HR part of the U.S. Okay, government yeah. was 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 hacked. That did not really affect the uh, 
intelligence community, but it did affect me because of my job in Congress. All of my security files were in that organization. Um, I have a letter too. It's a really awesome letter. It says, uh, yes. Joshua, I'm writing to inform you that the U.S. Office of Personal Management recently became aware of a cyber security incident and that you may um, have uh, exposed your personal information. What that means is that my children's, that this doesn't bother me as, but it bothers me from the standpoint of being a dad because my children's information was part of that. And it's something that I, I think a, a lot of times we gloss over is the, the, real, the true cost of doing intelligence work on the families. And um, it's... Let's talk about that because there's a high, high, high divorce rate in, in major part because you can't really talk to your family about what you're working on. Even though you brought them to dinner, but... <laughs> well, they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, you know, the kids were being kids. They were being, you know, charming and they, uh, you know, won over terrorists. So, if the, you know, if a little, you know, Jewish, you know, American kid can win over a... A terrorist, you, you know, you're doing something right. One terrorist at a time. One terrorist at a time. Not a jobs program. It's uh, it's much more than that. Um, but in, in all seriousness, like, what impact did that have on your marriage if you, you can't really talk about what you're doing? No, which is why I think um, our uh, divorce rate is over 75%. Uh, you know, my... Did it have an impact on your marriage? Yes, it, it, re it, it did. Um, you know, from many standpoints, because a lot, uh, you know, I think now being in the sort of civilian world where, you know, I can go home and actually talk about what I did that day or uh, not have to lie about where I went or what I was doing or, you know, why somebody on the street called me by a different name and, you know, why, well, that, that's weird. Um, it, it, the, I think we, we take for granted the ability to have during in a relationship being able to communicate about the little things and the little things for me were things that I could not communicate what were some of the things that you couldn't communicate <laughs> uh, basically from 730 until about midnight was basically it yeah it was uh, a big chunk of a big chunk of time um, you know the the times when I would say you know pack a bag and, and leave for a while um, and you know your your significant other doesn't know necessarily where you're going. So where were you? <laughs> uh, planet Earth. Okay. Um, so it did wreak havoc on your your marriage, and I was curious if after leaving the CIA, um, you know, what your experience with the CIA was with, did you worry that they were sort of following you or tracking you? Did you have paranoia? I assume you, you guys are all very paranoid. Yes. Uh, there's always somebody watching. So my mom asked me that question this evening um, because this is the uh, sort of the first time that I've talked about this stuff, right? Um, it's the first time that they have heard a bunch of, a bunch of most of this. Um, it's, uh, you know, we, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard on, it's hard on families. It's, um, 
it's it's something that um, I think we have a hard time being able to you know to discuss to. You were saying that when you went on uh, J-Date, you met a Russian model, blonde Russian model. And I was shocked because when I went on J-Date, that is not what I found we... at all. No. My options. Yes. <laughs> what a, that's a man in a nun's costume? <laughs> that's awesome. Just wanted to weigh that, that against your not... options. Yeah, that... <laughs> Those were not my options. Um, Get chosen. This is a question, a sort of uh, okay Cupid question, so I apologize for that in advance, but is morality relative? You can switch the background. I don't think people need to... <laughs> Those are actually real humans. We don't need to... Is, is morality relative? No. And um, it, it's, uh, it's not. Um, we all have... I, I think we may look at the world differently, um, but our morals, every place that I've been, even in the uh, meeting with the m most vicious, psychopathic people, the morals are the same. I don't it's, agree with you. Neither does that child. No. <laughs> no. No. But, it, you know, my, my experiences have been that um, when I have met somebody who, let's say, has wanted to kill me, because that's happened a couple times, um, they're, they knew morally it was wrong, they just didn't care. Like, um, you know, I, I think when you're uh, dealing with um, terrorists or, or uh, drug kingpins, it doesn't really matter. They, they know the morality and the lines of morality, but they choose to ignore them. And I think that's the that's the difference. That makes perfect sense. Um, and on that note, I wanted to ask you about what your thoughts were on the CA hiring the psychologist, James Mitchell, who created these enhanced interrogation techniques. So, I was really hoping you were going to ask me if I've ever waterboarded somebody, because I had a perfect response to that. Um, Have you? you know, not anybody that didn't deserve it. No, I'm only kidding. I've never waterboarded anybody. <laughs> Perfect response. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I just thought it was odd because he's a psychologist who gets hired and there's no way that any accredited uh, PhD, MD, MSW, PsyD program anywhere would, would in any way uh, accept what he considered uh, appropriate torture mechanisms. And they've since been um, completely... Uh, criticized yeah. and re rebuffed. You know, the yeah. Senate just did a five-year review and, and said that, you know, these are completely disgusting and not helpful and not effective. Like, uh, okay. So, uh, the, I think the issue more basically is about torture. And does torture work? Torture does work. It only works long-term. Torture does not... Um, and you can talk to any of our American POWs who were tortured in Vietnam... There's not a single person on this planet, me included, and I've been through a lot of training on how to resist torture. None of us can resist it forever. Yeah, okay? but how do you know that you're saying the right, like if I had like water being shoved up my nose and I was being raped and all of these things, like I don't, I don't know if like I would be saying anything that made sense. I'd be so traumatized. 
so t- uh, torture does not have to be you being raped. Okay. No, right? I mean, I. And, sorry. and so the, the. I was looking at what I considered torturous. Okay. Well, and, and there's a <laughs> lot, you know, like. Uh, one of the really interesting things that happened to me in my, my life um, was joining a fraternity. Sort of. That sounds like torture to me, too. It, I should use that. It is. <laughs> so I, rem- I, I remember being in a room with playing th- them playing this music and just not just sitting there and just this music was on repeat and it was just horrific. And, you know, then I went, you know, later in life, you know, um, and was at this um, sort of resistant training like, where you're, they're teaching me how to resist um, interrogation. And they did the same thing. I was like, huh, this is really interesting. It's like exactly what I experienced in a fraternity. That was weird. I'm not Um, joining a fraternity or the Army or the CIA. (laughs) Or riding a cab in New York because actually they play the same thing over and over. (laughs) But those those rides are like roller coasters. I mean, they, they don't The cab rides? Yeah, they're... Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Out-of-towners. <laughs> Came all the way up from D.C. Um, after devoting your life and, you know, tearing apart your, your marriage to, to serve this country as part of the CIA and truly believing in your mission, how did you feel when they just suddenly let you go? Well, I let them go. Okay. So I left CIA to go work in Congress and to be an advisor. Um, and to be an advisor to a, a senior congressman on issues re- uh, relating to counterterrorism and intelligence. And, you know, a year into uh, my time there, um, the chairman dismissed all of his senior, uh, m- most everyone, and especially everyone with a military background, too. So uh, it was, uh, I don't know what, because I was never actually, he didn't actually fire me, so he had somebody else do it. Um, that's how they do it everywhere, though. Yeah. Even like at Pier One, where David worked. Yeah. 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 They do that everywhere. Yeah. They can't. They like don't acknowledge that Bastards. they're doing it. Advanced interrogation techniques. <laughs> Shopping at Pier One, that would be considered. I consider. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I decide. I, I after having been in the foreign field, after having been in jobs where um, my safety was always in danger when I got offered a, jo- a job to affect policy yeah. um, and to help politicians understand what was going on, I, I-, I jumped at it because it's really what I-, I think we are lacking within our elected officials, Democrats, Republicans, it doesn't matter, having people that have served... Disagrees. Again. <laughs> it's a critic. No, but I, I agree with that. you. Having served in the military... And, and having served in, in, at CIA... Yeah. I, I thought... And I, and I'm, and I did. I, I brought something... A, a different perspective. Well, and now you are consulting to um, both, you know, government and non-government entities, um, and you've created a... Can I show the um, terror app? Sure. And then there's a second part of it where it, it um, the map, Jason, can we show the map part? So this shows you where terror is going on around you. And I responded by creating my own anti-terror map. Here. This is actual yes. helpful things. Sneezed seven times. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's copyright infringement, but okay. I don't know. Lost yeah. Balls left a helpful comment on Gawker. <laughs> Contact mm-hmm. the Nobel Committee. Yeah. I never read a helpful comment yeah. on Gawker. They're all like... <laughs> um, and then I created a, a map where you can find anti-anxiety stuff. Yes. Great. Depending on where you are in the country. Yeah. Or pizza. It's only pizza in New York. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. It actually looks like that pizza in Albany, in though. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, but, it, you know, the... Um, I think ter- terrorism, right, is, is something that we tend to not really understand, right? Because we, we think of it as being from a certain religion. It's not. Yes, um, it is definitely not. It's, it, terrorism is much broader. Um, it ranges... It, it's, it really is... It, the definition is so broad because terrorism, terrorizing people or the desire to terrorize um, can be done for any cause, Right. Um, so it, it's something that I, I think we need to talk more about. I, I know that people, you know, are, are told, we're told that we're sick and tired of hearing about ISIS, we're sick and tired of hearing about Al-Qaeda and, you know, Hezbollah or whatever group um, we want to talk about, that, you know, that we need to talk about that day. The issue is that if we don't have a national dialogue, if we all don't get educated on what terrorism is, what the threats are to our, our lives, to um, our surroundings, then we cannot hold our elected officials responsible for the policies that they're implementing on our behalf. I think we can do both. I think we can do both. But I was excited because you are going to um, teach me some self-defense so that I could better prepare myself. Let's go. All right. You ready? <laughs> Real New Yorkers. Yeah. There's like 20 hands up. <laughs> it really, really sucks, doesn't it? And it's scary. And it's terrorizing. Right? I, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. I'm, d- I'm being careful about using the word terror too, too quickly. Yeah. Terror, terror. We no, are, okay. yeah. Fine. So, right? The, what's the best thing anybody can do when you're in a dangerous situation? Run? Absolutely. There is not a situation. That's wait, my self-defense is, lesson? This is it. <laughs> this is <No>. it. Waste. <laughs> she got it. All right, that was a great lesson. Um. No, so here. Here's the lesson. Put your mic down. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't tell me when to put my mic. Uh-huh. I'll tell you where to put my mic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Are you scared? No. Good. So you shouldn't be. You should be calm, right? And when somebody approaches you and you cannot run away, like right now you're kind of cornered, right? (laughs) You should not do what you want to do, which is go back. You should come forward. Go ahead. Because you hit me in the wrong place. I know. 
I'm not going to hit you in the right place because I'm actually really grateful you came out. And I hope that you can come again, Josh Katz. And I brought you some treats for your kids and some, some uh, you know, some stuff from our, our people, the your people, and some uh, RD farty uh, Brooklyn chocolate, which I'm sure will go over really well um, with your old cronies. Um, I want to thank you so much for believing in what you do and for coming out and, and talking with us. It really means a great deal. Thank you, Josh Jokats. Please give him a warm hand. So what did you think? Uh, it's really my favorite podcast since the last one. <gasps> I thought it was a fascinating episode. I want to thank all of you for listening. I really want to thank Jelly D and Ian Mazoff for enabling this podcast to happen. And I am going to do a shout out to all of you to please give if you can. There are several ways to give. You can donate money. You can also write nice things about us on iTunes and on SoundCloud or however it is you listen to this podcast because those things help because in order for us to continue this labor of love, we're going to need a little more support. But I do also want to just say thank you to all of you who have been giving. It's been fantastic to have you along for the ride. And we have a whole new season coming up. Woo-hoo. Joe's Pop, we're going to be there monthly. So check out employeeofthemonthshow.com to find out more. And I think that's it. I think everyone else is just enjoying Enjoy their day. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, guys. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. 